Welcome to Pogback, where we yak about pop culture. I'm TJ, and I'm going to hit you up with some news real quick. I'm never going to be the person that's going to break news. I'm just going to be here letting you know how I feel about it. In video game and television news, there's a TV show about The Last of Us coming out on HBO. I think The Last of Us fits live action better than most things. It's just, man, I don't know how the person who isn't familiar with this franchise is going to take to it considering a lot of people are kind of fed up with zombies. Then again, people still watch The Walking Dead for some reason. So, and in wrestling news real quick, Andrade, or uh, La Sombra, has been released from his contract and doesn't have a non-compete. So he can show up in any wrestling promotion and wrestle whenever. I'm really excited about that. Uh, A lot of people are thinking, man, he should go to AEW. I think AEW should focus on the talent that they have. And I think that he should go to New Japan and reform his group with, uh, man, I can't remember the guy's name. Um, the guy with the baseball cap in New Japan. Let's get down to business and talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The episode starts out with U.S. agent in a locker room of his old school. I could tell the Tim right away just based on that big jaw he has. Considering you're a character who's mostly just jaw hanging out of a mask, they got a guy with a very pronounced one. He's also, we find out that he's married to Elisa Maza, or at least he's dating her. And she gives him a pep talk along with his Bucky, Battlestar, not Galactica, just Battlestar. And they give him a pep talk about before he goes out there and has like a pep rally and interview with Good Morning America. The way they set this up to be in the middle of the stadium of his old like high school and to be surrounded by people in his town like this was a fantastic shot. That's the way you do an interview for a new Captain America. I was very impressed by this setup. And it gave him the chance to say good morning to all of America. It's cute that they set this up. And it was really cool to see two Buckies staring at each other in that ride back from their failed mission. They show B-roll of this Cap boxing the way our Cap used to. Training with the shield the way our Cap used to. Doing all old Cap stuff but with a new body. And it's really weird. The thing about it is if you, they had a couple shots of him in the dark and a couple shots of him far away, and you he does look like Captain America from far away and in the dark. But that jaw, man, it just gives him away. The hostess there asks him, I don't know if this is the real hostess of Good Morning America. I've been in Canada for a good long time, so I don't know who the host or hostesses are of that show. But I love when she asks, like, oh, do eagles follow you around? The real Captain America, they got they follow him around. At least in Marvel vs. Capcom. Again, me talking about Marvel vs. Capcom. Whenever he won a match, a he'd hold out his arm and an eagle will land on his wrist. America. <laughs> and this guy, not only does he claim to do everything Captain America does, but he's not Captain America. He's not trying to replace him. Sure, whatever. I mean, you literally put on his costume and are holding his shield, but whatever. He says that he, he can do things, he can do everything that Cap can do, but... He don't got no super soldier serum in his body, which causes him some distress later on when there are people with super soldier serum in their body who beat the shit out of him. We see Bucky and Falcon watching the goings on with this new Captain America and Bucky is furious. So is Falcon, but he's like more of a quiet angry, like a, like a, he's holding his anger inside. It's like a little thundercloud just right behind his eyes that you can kind of see, you know, but Bucky is obviously furious, clenching his jaw and like getting real mad. And that anger travels with him through the rest of the episode. And every five minutes, he's like, why'd you give up the shield? Why'd you give up the shield? He's like that kid in that Bugs Bunny cartoon who wants an Easter egg from Bugs Bunny. And he keeps complaining, I want an Easter egg. I want an Easter egg. And Bugs Bunny is like, fuck this kid. I think he eventually hits the kid with a hammer a bunch of times. I can't remember. They meet up for their mission and... I'm wondering if this is a military contract that he's going to get paid for if he actually succeeds in his mission. 
because it is at the behest of this military dude that he knows. They have a big old plane. They're not part of the government, but I'm assuming that they're part of some kind of paramilitary organization or like mercenary squad and maybe he can earn some money for his sister we don't hear about his sister again when i remember last time saying man i wish we spent less time with his sister it's like damn i don't want to spend no time with her god i like that she was around to ground falcon and that she made him feel like a regular dude instead of just holy shit he's an avenger which some cops find out the hard way sorry mr avenger sir we didn't mean to Fuck, we were just racially profiling you because we didn't know you were an Avenger. God, fuck, do we say that out loud? Shit. Sam explains the big three. Aliens, androids, or wizards. Bucky says, oh yeah, you know, Doctor Strange is a sorcerer, not a wizard. If you open up the uh, Dungeons and Dragons handbook, you will see that wizards learn magic. Sorcerers are born with magic. So he's right. He's a wizard calling himself a sorcerer. Because, they, because in this world, wizards call themselves sorcerers. And actual wizards, I believe, have power, like, inside of them. Because I do remember that, I, and I might be getting my wires crossed, because Marvel and DC both have, I think DC has Merlin the Wizard in it. And I do believe that Marvel has Morgan Le Fay. And I believe Doctor Doom inherited his powers from Morgan Le Fay. But I do also believe he learned them. I'm gonna have to go back and, like, read some more Doctor Doom comic books, because... I do think sorcerers do exist in this world uh, that, you know, ma magical beings that are born with their powers, kind of like Scarlet Witch is in this universe. Like Scarlet Witch counts as a sorcerer D&D book style in the MCU until they it just fucking come out and say that mutants are a thing. Man, I guess mutants are the sorcerers of the D&D world. Falcon pulls a Captain America by saying, I have a plan and jumping out of a plane without saying his plan. And then Bucky pulls a real Captain America by going, fuck that, I don't need no parachute and jumping out of the plane. He takes the huge bump and busts his ass on the ground. And it's hilarious. He's like, oh man, I recorded all that on Red Wing. It'll be really great if he like uploaded it to YouTube and it was like, you know, top 10 Bucky fails, number 10. And he just kind of started cataloging Bucky fails to add to his compilation so that he can upload it and get all those views. Because if we know anything about YouTube, People love a top 10 list. Shit, maybe I should start making top 10 lists. Maybe we'll add a top 10 list in between this and Attack on Titan. Just for fun. I love that Falcon makes a Gandalf joke at Bucky. And Bucky was like, do not quote the deep magic to me, which I was there when it was written. But anyway, that makes me think maybe I should do a top 5 wizards. We'll do a top 10 wizards in the middle of this. Sure, fuck it. Why not? Anyway, they find the Flag Smashers and they're stealing vaccines. And immediately, my brain went to another show that I'm not going to spoil where vaccines are actually not vaccines. They're actually things that give people superpowers. And I'm like, oh, that's how they got the super soldier serum. This is cases and cases of super soldier serum. Not right. These are not cases and cases of super soldier serum. These are just straight up vaccines that the, the Flag Smashers, who are obviously the good guys, are going around and delivering to people that need it, like refugee camps and stuff. You want me to hate the Flag Smashers or not? Because I like them a lot. They're also, how can I hate a group of people that go like one people, one world? The only thing that, that makes me, that makes you want to root against them is that they're beating up our heroes and they do such a good job of it. You start rooting for them then. You're like, yeah, fuck up, beat the shit out of US agent, fuck him. And then you're like, wait a minute, hold on. I do think that they want to kill half of humanity also, maybe. Maybe that's part of the plan. Maybe that's what they'll do to get us to hate them. I, I kind of want to be a flag smasher, you guys. <laughs> I'm also a fan of Falcon saying like, oh, you go to Wakanda for five minutes and all of a sudden you you come out White Panther. And he's like, actually, it's White Wolf. And I'm sure Falcon's like, what? Are you fucking, are these jokes you're telling me? Are you telling me jokes? He's like, no, my Wakandan name is White Wolf. 
so goddamn like that was such a funny moment they actually have these funny moments that i was really hoping for because i, I was like this show is gonna have two things that i want to see and it's gonna be funny moments where they make quips and badass fight scenes and goddamn they definitely came with it in this episode it wasn't as funny as i hoped in the first episode but they gave me an entire like 10 minute avengers movie at the very beginning of it so you know i can't be mad at it but this, this is dope. The main flag smasher, the most popular one, is actually a woman. I love her look. She doesn't look like anybody else we've seen in these movies up to now. And uh, she breaks Red Wing in half, which Red Wing is, that's it. He's gone. Because Iron Man made that. And it's not like we have Iron Man around to make a new one. But maybe we do. Because we do have, and I'm hoping, I'm crossing my fingers, I'm hoping that Black Panther's sister picks up the the reins as like the smartest person on earth and becomes the new iron man i want it to be her and i would love her to build a new red wing and it's also to give falcon a wakandan name black falcon if they give him the name black falcon i will absolutely lose my fucking mind in the middle of this when they go to see elijah they mention a kid goes oh it's black falcon he's like no it's not black falcon this is funny to me because me and a friend of mine have this running joke where i just go oh yeah black falcon and i shout you know black falcon and he's like, his name is not Black Falcon, it's just Falcon. The reason why my brain immediately was like, yes, Black Falcon makes sense is because there was a character in, I think, the Super Friends cartoon called Black Vulcan. And that's what he used to do. He used to say Black Vulcan, and he also he also was, you know, a black hero. And I love when he's like, you're black, so, you know, does that make you black kid? And then his friend starts laughing, and then uh, Falcon's all like, got him, to his friend. I love that. This was a great little moment. I think this is our let's humanize Falcon moment. And I really enjoyed it. While also, let's make Bucky as alien as possible. The rest of the episode is Captain America asking out Falcon and Bucky to be part of his new Avengers or whatever. He's like, hey, can you fight with me? He, he seems like a, a guy that doesn't get the fucking hint that, you, that no, we don't. I don't want to date you. And he just follows you around. He's driving beside you like, hey, do you want to go out on a date? No, I'm not interested in you. You're an asshole. And he's like, whoa, hey. I'm a nice guy. Get in the car. Let's just talk about things. You think about it for two seconds and then he says the wrong thing and then you get out the car like, fuck this guy. And then he bails you out of jail and then you're like, ugh, I owe him at least a conversation. So you talk to him, you say, fucking no, and then he calls you a bitch. US agent in this episode. I brought up Isaiah and I think we need to talk more about him. The fact that they brought this character up really made me happy. He was the black Captain America. There was a comic book called Red, White, and Black that I think everybody should read. It's based on a real thing that happened where a bunch of black men were experimented on. But here it's about a bunch of black men that were that served their country and what they got for it was tricked into being experimented on with super soldier serum because remember the serum was lost to time or whatever and in order they wanted a new captain america they wanted to remake that serum so they're injecting them full of this stuff to see what will happen one of them became captain america to keep their secret from getting out they arrested him they threw him in jail he says that and he says i was thrown in jail i was experimented on and the thing is like imagine being experimented on getting out of that becoming a captain america getting arrested and then being experimented on again i absolutely understand isaiah's hatred of these people the super soldier serum seems to have aged him less if it didn't he'd be way older than this considering the year that these movies take place in there's a kid that answers the door and i'm like oh my god is that kid eli so Eli is the is the Black Captain America's grandson who he gave a blood infusion to who became 
a young Avenger. It seems like they've been building up the young Avengers in the background of these movies. And it's like, oh man, there's another one. So you have um, Eli, the grandson of the black Captain America, is part of it. They're going to give Kamala Khan her own show, uh, Miss Marvel, which I'm very excited about. I love Kamala Khan. Uh, they've been playing around. They've been playing around with Miles Morales in the animated movie to kind of get you used to him because they're gonna mess. Spider Man's gonna mess around with the multiverse, and something that came out of the, them messing around with the multiverse was Miles Morales in the six one six. You can have Black Panther's sister be the new Iron Man, and they're already kind of tinkering around with a new Thor. But I think we need a nice kid Thor. That'll be really cool. There's gods here that exist as well, so maybe you get. Artemis or something because like there's Hercules exists then why, Artemis why not by the way where the fuck is our Hercules television show or movie or cartoon show some love to Hercules if I was doing a top 10 characters with super strength that weren't the obvious characters he'd be like number one I love Hercules but meeting Isaiah was such a huge thing it's huge because like Falcon gets upset and goes wait a minute why has nobody said anything about there being a black Captain America People need to know this. And it's important for, for people to have representation and all that stuff. But Bucky brings up the point of he's been through enough. So I'm really glad that Bucky decided to, to leave him alone. And I hope Falcon keeps that secret and takes it to his grave. His grandson, though, definitely would love to see him in the Young Avengers. And at the end of this, they're like, hey, let's go see Varen Zemo because he has information. <laughs> I Honestly, that was the least important thing in this episode. They played uh, operatic music like we're supposed to really care about Baron Zemo. And it's like, yeah, I sort of care about him. But I care more about Isaiah. Please just show me more of Isaiah. If we can just have the next episode be that, that'd be pretty good. But I can just give you the recommendation to instead read Red, White, and Black. It's a fantastic comic. All right, let's talk about Attack on Titan. We're going to do two episodes today. Assassin's Bullet and Brave Volunteers. Assassin's Bullet, the name, refers to Gabi shooting Sasha and that dangling random red shirt. Gabi was just on a shooting spree. She had that gun and she was ready to throw down. She also was probably trained in how to use it. We never see them with guns other than picking them up. And they're mostly just standing around watching war happen so that they know what to expect in war. And we see them with like wooden guns as weight so that they can practice running with guns. But I'm pretty sure they teach them how to shoot. The beginning of this episode is the long anticipated fight between the armored titan and the attack titan. Let's get ready to rumble. And it's over. That was fast. Aaron dropped his fucking jaw. And this is the most that Reiner has looked like his Titan. When you see a close-up of the Titan's face, it looks a lot like Reiner. I don't know if that was an artistic decision or if that means something, that he was weaker and couldn't transform fully into a Titan. Reiner does save Jaw Titan from being devoured by Aaron. Aaron drops a mic and is like, that's it, I'm done here, thanks. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. And he bounces out and it's like, wait a minute, what? decide what made you decide that everything was over and you had to leave because you can still get the jaw titan nothing is stopping you really except you keep coming out of your neck and going i'm gonna discard this one i'm gonna discard that one sometimes it was understandable that you discarded these bodies but sometimes it was just like you're just fucking blowing your nose into a tissue and throwing it away i don't know what makes aaron decide what he's doing but i think the whole mission the whole mission was to get zeke and, and leave so once they got zeke Get as many Titan shifters as you can, devoured, and move on. Like I mentioned before, the Gabi is becoming Eren. The cycle of vengeance keeps going. When will it stop? And Jean mentioned something later on to that effect. Like, once Gabi and Falco are in the airship, throw those kids out of the airship. And he's like, but that's not going to stop the killing. You know what's going to keep the killing going? Keeping Gabi alive and angry. But Zeke later set, talks the way, like, he wants to talk to them. 
So maybe he's going to talk some sense into them and explain the situation. But Gabi's still going to be like, yeah, but. Because if you even explain the situation to Aaron back then, Aaron would just go, okay, great. Now I know who my enemies are. Also, she wants to kill all the devils. Reminds me of Devil Man. Which means, is she going to become a devil to kill the devils? Once Aaron gets back up in the ship, they restrain him and uh, Levi kicks him because Aaron's face and Levi's boot are like magnetized to each other. But they restrain him and are like, yeah, you weren't supposed to do that. But he's all like, lol, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. I went and did what I wanted anyway because you have to save me because you can't let them get the attack titan who's also eaten the founder, can you? And it's like, oh, fuck off. This is all according to Keiku for Zeke for some reason. Because Zeke is like, look, I got one year left. I want to make a change, a positive change. And you know what? I figured out a way to eat, the, to get the founder, to bypass the founder's ideals of peace. And part of me doesn't believe him. I think he's lying because just how much he was a traitor to his own kind just for Marley. And I feel like that hasn't ended. He hasn't suddenly changed his ideals. Or has he secretly been having different ideals the whole time? He was caught saying something he wasn't supposed to, the now general of the Marlin army. And he did say to Zeke, like, oh, they're not here in this room. So maybe he does harbor some sympathies towards the people within the island. And maybe he feels bad about what he did to his, to his dad and how it messed up his grandpa. Maybe he's had a change of heart and I would love an episode explaining the inside of Zeke's brain. And I think we're going to get that when he talks to Gabi and Falco in the Forest of Tall Trees, which I think that's the name of it. I might be confusing it with Naruto Forest of Tall Trees. They're just dangling bait out of the airship. This just looks like they're fishing for vengeful kids as they're dangling this dude who barely knows what the hell he's doing on this 3D gear out of this thing. And what do they do? They catch two kids. But they're kind of scrawny, so like I said before, one of the other people in the airship wants to throw him back. This fish, before it's uh, put in the cooler, ends up killing one of the most popular characters in the show. Which you had to show that, remember, this is a show where anybody can die, including lovable Potato Girl whose character is so one note that they were just like, look, she only has one note anyway. You're going to really miss her? And I'm like, yes, you made her so lovable. And you gave her this badass sniper skill. And they make it even sadder by showing that they, one of the people that they captured was a chef. He took a liking to Sasha as well, just because, hey, somebody's going to eat my cooking and this is great. People who cook love nothing more than people who love their cooking. It's one of, it's one of life's little joys. But now she's gone. And Connie cursed her by saying, you and John are like my favorite people on earth and I will do anything for you. And it's like, oh no, Connie, why would you put that curse on them? You've immediately stripped them of their plot armor. Also, before they got pulled up, Falco kind of was sympathetic toward the Marlians. This only happened to us because we were awful to them first. We're the baddies, don't you see? And she's like, fuck that. I don't care who the baddies are. I know these people killed my friends, my family, civilians, kids, fuck them. We're on brave volunteers now they mentioned before that they sent survey ships to the island and none of them have returned so we see those what happens to those survey ships they get destroyed and if you do not agree to tea you are also destroyed it's so cool to see aaron yeager standing badass behind them like make a move i fucking dare you that's such a cool shot of aaron behind a boat also obviously cool shots of aaron destroying the boats just like we saw Kruger doing before. We also see that there's the, that they have amassed a ton of spine juice because brave volunteers who also hate Marley have been helping them. Also, in this episode, we get, why are you black? And it's like, you can't ask why he's black. And Onya Capone, or we'll just call him Capone, was just like, just started singing Lady Gaga and was like, I was born this way. And I think that those things all combined 
have made my boy Armin sympathetic to the Marleans. And I think blowing them up and seeing the carnage that he causes those people, the killing of civilians and stuff like that, is weighing on him. And he can't handle it the way Erwin did. Uh, Hanji was like, before, Hanji was like, it's like you're possessed by Erwin. He said that he wishes he was. Or something to that effect. And in fact, he is dealing really poorly with this. And then he goes and has a therapy session with Annie's Annie, who's still locked up inside of the inside of her candy shell, which we saw thanks to the jaw tight and melting your mouth and not in your hand. He essentially feels fucking bad for what he did. And I feel like he's going to sabotage plans just because he thinks, yeah, we're devils and we deserve whatever we get. And maybe he thinks you should have also let me go the way you let Erwin go. I want to know more about what he's thinking. I mean, we do definitely get him talking to Annie uh, about it, but I definitely want to understand what else he's thinking. Because Annie also, it felt like she couldn't deal. Um, And she was sympathetic to her enemy as well. Also, that that woman was not uh, Annie. She was a, a sympathizer for the cult of Zeke. Zeke is very charismatic, and, well, charismatic people end up uh, with a lot of admirers. But that's Attack on Titan. With two more episodes, we'll be all caught up. If you like what you heard, subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Find the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at audio underscore D. That's spelled D-E-E. Follow me on Instagram at poppyactj, where I post memes about these episodes. Thanks for hanging out.